Welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. I'm so glad that you could join in today. And starting in this episode, we are going to do a quick survey of each of the books of the Old Testament, just to kind of help us understand these books in a better and deeper way and help you as you explore the Word. The book of Genesis uh, is called Bershite in Hebrew. And it's all about the beginning. And the name Genesis from the Greek is the same idea, the beginning. Uh, Moses is the writer of this book. We can be assured he was the author by the testimony of Christ in the New Testament. A number of uh, scriptures that affirm that Moses was the author. John 1 verse uh, 17. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Genesis is part of the first five books of the Bible. The law is given within them. Uh, Romans 10, 5, For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doth those things shall live by them. Um, Jewish tradition even, universally recognized authorship by Moses. The writing of Genesis probably took place during the early part of the wilderness wandering as Moses sought to instruct Israel in the foundational truths of God's word and his covenant to Israel or with Israel. The Genesis story runs from God's initial creation of the universe and to the time when with the jo- death of Joseph, um, the last of the patriarchs of Israel. The time span is approximately 2,300 years. It's a lot of time. The geographical movement of the book is from the Mesopotamian Valley, known as the cradle of the human race, to the Nile uh, in Egypt, the cradle of uh, the Hebrew race. This area is called the Fertile Crescent. A number of continents converge at this place. Uh, Very, very uh, historic, lots of history there uh, for mankind. Prior to the Great Flood... Uh, monotheism prevailed quite universally. Uh, the judgments of the flood and at Babel were for insolence and rebellion against God. In the time of Abraham, a condition of general idolatry had developed both in the, Child, in the Chaldean people and Egypt. And later judgment in Egypt was specifically directed at idolatry. So some of the the purposes of the book of Genesis. Historically, it provides the history of man's beginning as created by God. The fall uh, of the fall of man, sin obviously, and then with his consequences. Uh, theologically, it shows the sovereignty of God over all his creation and emphasizes the responsibility of man to God. Obeying God brings grace and deliverance. And then rejection or disobedience, rebellion against God, brings God's hand of judgment. The book of Genesis has some unique contributions for us as well. The entrance of sin is probably the the biggest one. Um, I shouldn't say the biggest one, but definitely a big one. Uh, Without this record, the origin, origin of sin would have been difficult to determine. Genesis clearly shows that sin is one thing the Creator did not create. It rose within the hearts of the first couple. Its cause was not a bad environment, because they were in the perfect environment. Nor the serpent, 
Uh, temptation is not a sin. The cause laid in the selfish use of their wills to reject God's sovereign will. And they disobeyed him. Once sin arrived, it immediately began to multiply. This action is recorded for us in Genesis 4 to 6. And the result is described in Genesis chapter 6, verse 11. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. So another unique thing that we see happen in Genesis is the promise of redemption. And this is really the greatest one in Genesis 3.15. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Uh, he promised the woman's seed would crush the serpent's head. Christ's death destroyed Satan and his kingdom as he provided redemption for Adam and Eve's line, the human race. This is the first promise from God uh, about redemption. And it really is the John 3.16 of the Old Testament. So there's some basic background information on Genesis. So the next book is the book of Exodus. And I'm probably going to butcher this Hebrew word, but Willa Shemath, uh, from the opening phrase, now these are the names. Uh, the Septuagint translator called it Exodus, the departure. You know, they left Egypt uh, in this book. And the author, again, was Moses. The scholars believe the date of 1440 B.C., would was the, would allow sufficient time of the writing of this history of Israel during this part of the wilderness wanderings at Kadesh Barnea. In Exodus, we have the life of Moses outlined in three 40-year specific periods. His first 40 years in Egypt, you know, um, we, we find out about Moses in the very beginning of the book, and he's a little tot, little baby going down the river of Nile, and he's taken into Pharaoh's home, the palace, but he still does have a uh, connection with his parents. Um, he was born in Goshen. He was the second son of Amram and Jacobed, and who are of the tribe of Levi. Well, Moses um, kills an Egyptian. He flees Egypt. And that's the second stage of 40 years in Midian uh, as an exile from Egypt. Uh, he became a shepherd. He married... Uh, the daughter of um, Jethro, the priest, and raised two sons, Gershom and Eliezer. And that's found in Exodus chapter 18, verses 3 to 4. The last 40 years were in Egypt and the wilderness as, Israel first, as Israel's first leader. Uh, he taught the people as a prophet. He interceded for them in their idolatries. He provided leadership in leading them out of their bondage. Uh, and organized them. I mean, he did a lot of work. It's really amazing the amount of work he did. So a little geography of Egypt here. Ancient Egypt consisted of two parts. Lower Egypt with its wide delta region, and then the upper Egypt with its narrow portion of land running along the narrow uh, the Nile River. This land was naturally just to, which with the geography and things was isolated from other countries by the desert, um, by one desert, the sea, and then the upper river rapids. So Egypt didn't receive a lot of rainfall, 
So it was totally dependent on the Nile for irrigation and fertilizing the valley. Um, you know, they would have seasons when the river would overflow its blank banks and it would then fill in uh, ponds and irrigation areas uh, alongside the, the river to help with vegetation and growing and things. The ancient Egyptians were very religious. They worshipped many, many gods. They had national gods. They had local gods. And I'm not going to name them all. I'm going to mention some of them. Uh, but they had a lot. The chief gods were Ra and Amun-Rad. The, they're sun gods. Horus was another sun god. Horus um, was a god of the Nile. They worshipped animals as well. A predominant feature of their religion was the belief in life after death. Uh, this inspired preparations for death and burial. Um, the rich and the rulers built great tombs to preserve the material possessions to go with them. And we see that even today. We see the um, see, see it today, but we see the effects of that. We that's why we see the pyramids and. There's, that's why so many tombs are emptied uh, when they are found because they had so many jewels and things laid up that uh, the robbers, grave robbers, would come and take stuff. But anyway, uh, Joseph's spiritual influence on Israel was significant, significant during his time. But at some point after his death, the nation fell into the same idolatry that Egypt was consuming. It was involved with. The primary purpose of Exodus is described... Uh, you know her you know the redemption from bondage and idolatry in Egypt for this is referring to Israel and moving her to a place of prominence as the Lord's chosen people this is demonstrated for us by a number of incredible events the exodus from Egypt which is really incredible you're not going to find too many examples of that in history where a people group just got up and left like they did the giving of the law was very significant and then the building of the tabernacle all showing god's hand upon his chosen people and the book of exodus has some unique contributions for us as well the birth of the nation of israel just mentioned that this is the only ancient record of the birth and organization of this nation we see its beginning under the hand of a cruel power pharaoh egypt and we see its exodus from that power the setting of spiritual as well as social and civil laws to govern her. Uh, we see a lot of that uh, in this book. And it, and it, her whole beginning is a miracle. Israel as a nation is a miracle. The building of the tabernacle. Uh, Israel remained at Mount Sinai, occupied with the construction of this divinely designed tabernacle. Its purpose was to represent a place of God's dwelling among his people. And the tabernacle pictures Christ as man's only approach to God. Again, a foreshadowing of Christ in the New Testament, dying, preparing, uh, or giving salvation to all who would take it, then they have access to God. So, incredible. I, and again, I hope that this just helps you just understand it just a little bit better. So next time you read it, you under, you get it a, a, even a deeper dive uh, into that book of Exodus. So thank you for listening. Hope this episode has been a help and encouragement to you. Uh, keep exploring the Word and looking to Jesus.